opened open wide. That dynamic had changed, of course, when Toby started working for his father. Now he was supposed to earn his keep. No, barked Bill, pointing a finger at him. That was your job. He jabbed a finger at him. You, you were supposed to put in a brace. Toby's face was beet red and his chin was quivering. Why didn't you explain that to me, Dad? Why? Bill threw up his hands. God almighty, do I have to explain everything? This is a job your average idiot could do with his eyes closed and one hand tied behind his back. Toby didn't answer. He fled to the rattletrap jeep he'd bought with money borrowed from Sarah, the family miser, and sped off, spraying gravel. Bill turned to Lucy. Can you believe that, kid? Lucy didn't want to answer. She figured anything she could say would only make Bill matter, so she just shook her head. Can't you say something? demanded Bill. She was spared having to answer by Kudo, who suddenly ran by with a limp chicken in his mouth, proof positive that once again he'd gotten into Mrs. Pratt's chicken house. I'll call and find out how much damage he did, said Lucy, heading for the house. You'd better catch him and tie him up first, said Bill picking up the crowbar. You know, Lucy, I can't guarantee that beast will be here when you get back from Boston. Lucy had heard these threats before and didn't take them seriously. She knew Bill was really fond of Kudo. She suspected that he pretended to be antagonistic so he wouldn't be asked to help take care of the dog. She shrugged and went inside to get the box of dog treats she kept handy for calling the dog. He could hear her shaking it from miles away, and the sound never failed to bring him home, drooling with anticipation. When she came back out of the house, however, she realized Bill's truck was gone. Great, she muttered, shaking the jar furiously. Now she didn't have a ride to the bus. A half hour later, she had locked the dog in the house and had tracked Elizabeth down at her friend Jenna's house, impressing upon her the gravity of the situation that she was going to miss the bus unless Elizabeth returned home immediately with the Subaru, took a bit of doing. But Mom, you said I could have the car while you're gone. I'm not gone yet, Elizabeth, and unless you take me to the bus stop, I won't be gone at all. Okay, Mom, I'll be right there. She had plenty of time, she told herself, trying to stay calm. At least 45 minutes, plenty of time, no reason to panic. She'd go upstairs and get her suitcase, and Elizabeth would no doubt be pulling into the driveway when she came down. After all, it was only five minutes to Jenna's house. But when Lucy came out on the porch with her jacket and purse slung over her arm and towing her wheeled suitcase, there was no sign of Elizabeth or the car. She went back in the house and reached for the phone. Jenna, she said, struggling to keep a level voice. Is Elizabeth still there? Oh, hi, Mrs. Stone. Yep, Elizabeth is right here. Could I please speak to her? Sure thing. When she heard Elizabeth on the other end of the line, she could barely contain her fury. Right now, this minute, get in the car. Understand? Elizabeth understood. Minutes later, she rolled into the driveway, loud music pouring from the station wagon's open windows. Lucy threw her suitcase into the back and climbed into the passenger side. There are hamburgers for supper. Dad can grill them. 
There's macaroni salad all made, and you can slice up some tomatoes. Sure thing, Mom, from her sprightly tone and the way her head was bobbing along to a Janet Jackson tune, Lucy doubted she'd heard a word. I'm serious, Elizabeth. Don't forget to pick up Sarah and Zoe. Sarah gets done with her volunteer job at the animal shelter at four, and you can swing by the Orensteins for Zoe then, too. Right, Mom? What did I just say? Grill the tomatoes, slice up the gruesome twosome? Lucy let it go. You know, the only reason I'm letting you use my car while I'm away is so you can get yourself to work. I know, Mom, I know. Elizabeth had taken a job as an au pair for a wealthy couple, Junior and Angela Reed, who were summering at his family's enormous shingled cottage overlooking the ocean on Smith Heights Road. Elizabeth would be responsible for taking care of their three-and-a-half-year-old son, Trevor.